What kind of sex do you like? I like long sex. Like long penis sex or long time sex? I like both, but I like more than five minutes of sex. Are you only having five minutes of sex? Sometimes these guys, yeah, it's just... You take off your clothes and they come? Basically. They just... (laughs) My vagina gets super wet and then they're like, can't control themselves. I think I have a solution for you. Tell me. Have you ever tried Promescence Delay Spray? Oh, girl. Girl, I got to tell you, it is not like other delay sprays. This is for men who come too fast and who want to take their game to the next level. If they want to be better in bed, let him put a little bit of this on his cock and he's going to go and go and go. And unlike other delay gels or anything like that, it's not going to make his penis numb. Oh, yeah. Right? Those because, are the worst. Right? You're, because their penis gets numb and then they stick it in you and now you're numb and nobody's happy. Mm-hmm. So would you like me to get you some? Where can I get it at? You can actually look in our show notes uh, or go to twowildorchids.com and go to the store and we will have the delay spray from Promescent for you and our listeners. I'm getting myself a whole case, baby. <laughs> <laughs> FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. I was going to say wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle wiggle it just a little bit. Yours in groove. Your boobs are shaking. That's all I can look at. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) You just flex them. You can't flex yours? Fuck. I can barely move mine. There's not much to move. Oh (laughs) my God. Like your boobs literally separated. It was like Jesus... Parting no, Moses, the Moses, Moses parting, parting the Red Sea, parting the, when parting I, the pink when sea. I actually, when I had my second set done, they went in and uh, if you ever notice, sometimes women with uh, implants will have a big space. Do you ever notice that? Their kind of boobs are far away. Yeah. So um, my doctor actually went in and opened up my cavity here. So I have nice cleavage and then stitched bumpers here because I was, I, I, because my chest muscles are so strong because I was a bodybuilder. So we had oh. to actually stitch bumpers because they, because my original set was going laterally. I would lat spread and they would move under my armpits. Yeah, I'm. I don't understand. I genuinely don't understand that I have size B, maybe we'll say B boobs. Mm-hmm. And when I lie down, they still at this point in my life are like, like they're like afraid of each other. They go running away. <laughs> but like they're bees. I thought one of the perks of having small boobs was the perk. Well, okay. So the the challenge is is that you don't have anything holding them in place. Yeah, I mean, I have. Oh, that's a pretty bra. It's a little bralette. My cousin gave it to me because her boobs were too big for it. <laughs> so, do you have matching panties? No, I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing panties. I always wear panties. Really? Every, uh, yes. I used to until moving to Florida, which makes no sense. None. No, because for me, like, I don't like the feeling of my clothing. Like, you know, the seam in your pants where it stitches up. Yes. And, and do you ever notice that manufacturers make a little ball? It's like where all the seams come together. Yeah. Ouch. Right? Yeah. That's why I wear panties. I love that. Um, like the new leggings. I think Kate Hudson's, I forget the name of the brand, mm-hmm. a Fabletics. She actually makes like, so the crotch is so the supported crotches, yes. and it's like extra. Cause also, you know how many times I've been over in like grade school or high, <laughs> or high school and my pants ripped a lot. That didn't happen to me. Really? Well, I always had long legs and too big of a butt. Okay. So I have short legs and I'm built like JLo and Pamela Anderson. <laughs> yeah, <so>. you are. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Did you see um, that? And I have actually, I saved this link because it came across my Facebook and I thought this is too good. Did you see that camel toe is now a fashion in Europe or no, sorry, in Japan? Like they people- make camel toe panties. 
so that it splits your lips? So, no, panties, like, you know how jocks have cups? Have yes. Like the cup? Well, the cup is shaped like vaginal lips, so when you put on a pair of pants, you have your own ready-made camel toe. I have a camel toe protector, so it hides my camel toe. Like, it's meant to, you wear it. Right. So you can't. Apparently in Japan, it's a fashion statement. Apparently in Japan, I'm the shit. <laughs> I'm Sean Lee. I'm Lindsay. And we are the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. Welcome. We have had an exciting day. It has been one of my favorite days ever. Ever, ever. Lindsay and I have just finished the Sex Communicators Con uh, with PodFest. And so we got to talk about sex all morning. And then we now want to spend time with you doing the same thing. Yes. I love talking about sex. I want to talk about, you know it is, Lindsay. Post breakup sex. What do you do? I'm divorced. What if my penis is too small? It was probably small before your divorce. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good question. What do, like what do people do? Or what if you know? There's a lot of people that after they are married for however many years or in long term relationships, we get comfortable. We get a little cheese on our ass. We get a little squishy in some places. And now I gotta get naked in front of you. Oh, vulnerability. Uh, vulnerability, shit. I don't want to be making in front of me sometimes. Oh, I feel you. And I'm not even married. Okay. But, but, when, yes. but you've been in long-term relationships I have. before. I think that the most, the most amazing sex I ever have is with someone that I'm in a long-term relationship with. And a lot of times I've stayed in relationships because of the sex, because of the fear of what do I do after this? The comfort level, the queefing, right? the not shaving the, my what, legs. <laughs> what the fuck is up with queefing? I'm just kidding. What is up with queefing? God almighty. If you're going to bend me over and I'm on my knees. And don't fucking pull out. Seriously. But also, don't be surprised when I start queefing if you're going to get a little crazy in there. Like, there's some air going on. Don't. Okay, for our listeners who don't know, and I can't imagine who couldn't know, queefing is like v- vagina farts. It is vagina farts. (laughs) And it happens when a guy, I didn't know, right? The very first time I ever had sex, I queefed. I was like, what the fuck is that? I have such a similar story. (laughs) It was the second time I had sex. I never called the guy again because I was so mortified. Right. Because he doesn't know any better either. You're probably a teenager. He doesn't know vaginas queef. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, you and I are both of an age where this was before the internet. You could look it up. Why is my vagina making noise? Right. (laughs) You can't Google that shit when you were... 14, 16, whatever. No, I just had to look at the horrified look on his face and to which I matched the horrified look. <laughs> and I was like, well, never getting on my knees again. That and didn't. yet that's where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> she, you're not wrong. Look, I'm just saying I have a makeup smudge from you sticking your nose in between my boobies earlier today. She, you asked me to gently lie my head on your chest. And I instead would, of acting like the adult that I <laughs> pretend to be, I fucking nosedived. I was just showing you my special hug. <laughs> I can't help it. All right. So when we're talking about long-term relationships now, I, obviously I come from a different perspective because I'm poly, but there was a time in my life that, that I wasn't. I was lifestyle. And for me, I think that taking your clothes off in front of somebody that you've never taken your clothes off before, it's not just vulnerability. It's, it, it, it's now you're seeing them naked too. Yeah. What if you don't like what you see? What if you don't like what you see? Or smell. Right. What if he has a small dick? Maybe he's a grower. <laughs> what if you have? What if? What if? What if you're a guy and she takes her clothes off and she's banging like she's got this body and this ass and this bam and her areolas are the size of dinner plates. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? Maybe, maybe 
I take off my clothes and my areolas are the size of quarters. Some people want the big areola. What if they're disappointed? I remember I was with a guy and I took off my pants and he was like, oh, you're like bald down there. And I was like, yeah, I have laser hair removal. And he was like, oh, it's never coming back. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh. Uh, no, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was disappointed. Okay, okay cool. So it, here's another one. Ready? I'm Hispanic. So when you watch porn, all those girls have pink parts. Oh, right. I do not have pink parts. I'm Hispanic. So after like, so these are all really interesting, weird, vulnerable, whatever situation, sexy spaces that we're in. We get comfortable after a couple years with the yes. one person we're with. Yes. So in a poly, in a poly relationship, having more frequent partners at times, do you allow yourself time before you get naked in front of someone? Or are you a little bit more comfortable having these relationships and different partners that it's easier for you? It's a, it's a good question. I don't really do sex on the first date. Um, oh, I'm yeah, I know my whore. <laughs> you should see your face. You got the hoe over here. <laughs> She's like, uh, oh, 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 you mean that's not a thing? Now, isn't that interesting that the po- most people would think like poly means promiscuous? No, no. It means relationships. And so right. for me, I have to really like you to get naked with you. And I have to I have to really, really like you to let you into my body. Mm. And even deeper than that, I have to really, 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 really like you to have an orgasm with you. So true. Yeah. So true. I have to like um, have two shots of tequila in my system to have sex with you. And you know what I started doing recently is recently meaning the last couple of years is I've started taking ownership of my orgasm and during one night stands or one night partners, a uh, couple night partners, I will just think to myself, what, what do I have to lose by letting myself completely go and never seeing them again? Like my, if I, when I have an orgasm, cause it is vulnerable for me. Like it, it right. typically has, it takes a little while to go to get there. But the last couple of years, I just thought I'm never going to see him again. What are they going to laugh at? Like the way I'm shaking or the, anytime I've had an orgasm with a one-time partner, they're always like, we didn't expect that to which I ask men. Why did you not expect that? If you because are in it, used to girls faking it. <laughs> yes. Or just not like they're not, you're not worried about the girl coming because okay. it's a one night stand. So for me, I don't, I, I wish like, I'm going to take a page out of your playbook, right? I really wish I could come that easily, but I require a lot of stimulation. Yeah. So, you know, I have my giant vibrator, you know, that looks like a small baseball bat. You can't really carry that in your clutch. Okay. I have a question. Okay. So I have a friend, he got divorced about two weeks ago. So post-divorce sex, he's been on all the apps. He's, he has sex with a lot of people. Him and I used to hook up for a while after he was telling us a story a couple of weeks ago about how he, he's dating or one of his girls, we'll call him or we'll call her Charlie and his angels. Charlie. That is really this, <laughs> this dude. That's pretty accurate. Uh, she will bring over her giant vibrator with her. And on the first night that they hooked up, he said she pulled it out of her bag, plugged it in before. And I was like, good for her. Good. Kudos fucking to yeah. her. That's insane. But I'm wondering this man that has been married for, I think he was married for 10 oh, years or yeah. so on a first date. You take her back to your place and this whole time she's been carrying around this giant vibrator. <laughs> like I think I'd be like, what the fuck on a normal day? But yeah. Th- so there there are these How things that like purse? 
<laughs> That's what I'm wondering. But you know, nowadays we carry around big old backpacks and you never know. So I went to, I, I went to a partner's, a new partner's house. And, and I, like I said, I need a lot of stimulation. And so I have the, um, it's one of our sponsors. Hot Octopus has the ammo. Yeah. Right? I really, it's a bullet and it's deep and it's rumbly and it's quiet and it fits into a clutch. Oh, now, I have taken that places. And as long as I don't have whiskey clit, it works. Two questions. <laughs> Are you just taking it out to the bar with you or? Well, no, I knew I had a date with him. Okay. I don't really hit the bars. That's okay. You're the, that's you. That's right. Okay. Well, you know, we, we see what we, what we want ourselves and other people, something like that. Um, and as long as I don't have whiskey clit, it works. Right. Whiskey clit. It's like whiskey dick. Same thing. Yeah. I have. Yeah, that's true. Depending on like if I'm on some kind of party drug or alcohol, I can have too issues too. Too much alcohol will make my clit numb. Mm. That's okay. Okay. And then I need to call call in the baseball bat vibrator. Oh my god. Yeah. So this is a like for a man or a woman, that's also a consideration when I've come out of long-term relationships in the past. I remember thinking to myself, what what is the point of me trying to have sex with this next person because I'm probably not going to enjoy it. So then I would end up still with this is the other part of it is sex with an ex. Post breakup sex. Right. So coming out of a breakup, a lot of times it took me a while to stop having sex with the person because they were comfortable. I knew I was going to have an enjoyable experience. How the hell do you move on having sex with other people if you're still fucking I don't the person have from before? I sex with an ex. Okay, so there's that. I, I, I did hear that episode with you and Monica. Yeah, I don't. I, because, so for me, it's like, okay, look, if I break up with you, I have very, although I was told recently by one of my partners, which may or may not be true, okay, <laughs> is that I have a lot of rules. I did not know this. Pull out the book, baby. I didn't know I had so many rules. He said to me the other day, he's like, you, you have a lot of rules. And he's like, and, 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 and I was like, I, I don't think I do, but I hear what you're saying and I appreciate that. But so for me, if I break up with you, in my mind, there's a reason we broke up. It takes me a long time to break up. So if I get there, peace out, Girl Scout, I'm good. Like, don't fucking touch me again. Oh. I don't care. I don't care how well you fucked me or how well you licked my pussy. If I, if I make the break, we're done. You're a stronger woman than I. I just, I can't. I can't go back there. Now, will you, be, will you remain friends with them? Mm -hmm. Are you open to that? I'm always friends. But the sex is done, though. The sex is done because uh, I understand on a, on a scientific level, if I have sex with them again, I'm fucked. I'm well, fucked. Yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but, but we release oxytocin. So we women are mm. fucked because uh, that shit goes on two weeks. Fair amount. We, uh, oxytocin is your love chemical that lasts two weeks. So if you have a one night stand and you have an orgasm, that's why you can't stop thinking about oh that boy. Oh my gosh. My girlfriend tells me all the time that I have dick brain. <laughs> I swear to God. She'll always be like, because like a couple days before having this org said orgasm, she'll be like, what do we think of so-and-so? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of over it. Whatever. And then like the next day I'll be like, oh my God, they're so great. That's oxytocin. And she's like, you have dick brain? I'll come back to you in 24 hours. Okay. But dick brain lasts two days. Two days. Women, our love chemical, when we have an orgasm with a guy, two weeks. We're fucked for two weeks. That's why we keep calling him. That's why we keep thinking about him. That's why we're stupid. Oh, my God. This is why the sniffer won't ha stop having sex with me? It, because he wears off in two days. So that's, he, why, that's why when you're here, you're still thinking about him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but all that to say that that's why I can't have sex with an ex. Because if I broke up with you, I don't want my chemicals. You know, my dad used to say, don't let your alligator mouth overload your chicken behind. Right? 
All right, Dad. Right? I don't want my stupid chemicals to overload my good sense. Okay, so then what do people do when they come out of a long marriage or they come out of a long-term split or, you know, they their significant other maybe passes away, something happens. Mm-hmm. Where, where do we, how do we So I did some research. On? I know you're shocked. I did research, right? And it. one of the things it said that it, well, the first time you have sex with someone after you've broken up or somebody's died or whatever the, the, from a long-term relationship, right, is you're probably going to feel like your whole body is on fire. Okay. Now, I have not had that experience. Have you? I'm trying to think back. Keep reading and I'll come back to that. It, it says that new sex is exciting. Uh, you might have been sexless, sexless in your current marriage. And if okay. that's the case, then you can feel like it feels so good to feel desired and wanted. Mm. Now, I can say that. Uh, like, I have a partner who he really, really loves having sex with me. And he is very, very attracted to me. And so there's something really nice about that feeling. But I don't feel like my body's on fire. Yeah, I have some friends that I've heard them state that are in marriages or long-term relationships and they're lacking just the touch of their partner. Mm. So if they're not even having sex, but not even touching, mm-hmm. not, ha- not hugging, again, another oxytocin releaser, mm-hmm. then they're really in a state of, of lack of that. Yes. So it can just be sometimes like putting my hand on their arm or something and I can see that reaction mm-hmm. within them. So it's interesting that you say that because I have a, a, f- a friend who um, was, she, to put it in perspective, it's a woman, she was in a very sexless, touchless relationship. Mm. And obviously, you know, we've always been open, lifestyle, that kind of thing. She came to my house. And it wasn't five minutes, by the way. I was, uh, there was, it was her that was at the house and I had another girlfriend there and the other girlfriend and I were actually in the bathroom doing a girl's do. We were chatting, right? I come out and she is all over him, like all over him. And it was almost like um, she was ravenous, mm. and it was because she had been in this text in this touchless relationship that when he touched her, she was like starving. Yeah, and and I felt bad for her because humans need touch. We need it. Yes, we do. And so I think about all of the men and women out there that are in these sexless, touchless relationships. When somebody touches you. It, it, it's, it is like you're starving. And I think that's one of the reasons that, that people cheat maybe is because if they are in a touchless relationship, somebody touching them, it, it's almost uh, takes you back to that infantile babies fail to thrive unless they're petted and cuddled and that kind of thing. Right. Everybody needs to be touched. Right. You know, during this uh, COVID thing, uh, one of my lovers said to me that he went to visit his parents and he said when his mom hugged him, it was that he realized it was the first time anyone had touched him in two months. That's heavy. It that's, is heavy. It's huge. And that's some stuff that a lot of people are. Imagine experiencing all of this, being single, being newly single. I can't imagine. During COVID. Yeah. We need that touch. We need that interaction. I bet there was a bunch of sex with some exes. Oh, I bet there was a <laughs> lot of sex with a lot of exes. I'll bet you. Um, one of the things, and I know this to be true for a girlfriend of mine. She got divorced a couple years ago. To be clear, she's gorgeous. Okay, she's built like an hourglass, big boobs, great ass, flat belly, pretty face, executive, bam. She finds these guys to date that I just scratch my head. And it talks, one of the articles I read talked about when you come out of a relationship that you've been in for however many years, um, divorce, breakup, whatever, that you then set your standards really low. Mm. Because you think that's the best that's out there. 
Mm-hmm. It was like one of my lovers wrote us and said it's like shot when it's, uh, dating over forty is like going to a thrift store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are we used and smell like mothballs? Is that? <laughs> he said it was something like you really have to work to find a treasure in the bunch. Oh, okay. Of course, I go right to smells. <laughs> You're so like me. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking back to the whole body on fire situation. I I had um, an experience with the sniffer recently where we did some edging. Mm-hmm. I love edging. Um, yeah. So that's, I'm used to like teasing, mm-hmm. but edging specifically, um, explain I, it to the audience so they have a clear picture. Okay. I don't know that I've done a lot of it, but essentially in this scenario, he went down on me and anytime I got close to coming, I had to ask him permission if I could come. Oh, that's fucking hot. It, I'm getting turned on. Just thinking about it. he, like being dominated in the bedroom is not something I realized I wanted as much as I do throughout through having this experience. I have recognized even more. So anyway, so the edging, uh, and then he would stop and say no or yes, if I could come. Well, he said no a couple times. And then when he said yes, I fucking thought I was about to have a seizure. My whole body was tingling. Oh, I love that. Like to my fingertips, to my toes. I loved it too until I thought I was literally about to have a seizure if I came. (laughs) And like, I didn't know if I should like tap on his head. I did tap on his shoulder or something. And I was like, I just need, I just need a moment. He's like, I told you to come. I was like, like, oh oh, fuck. yeah uh it was insane it was it was too much for me to handle right but coming out of a breakup what i can okay so let's pause yes so what you've described because i always like to give the audience you know appropriate terminology yeah um edging 100 percent. but what you also described is something called orgasm denial i'm learning here okay that that's actually a kink for many people right you can't come you can't come don't come without my permission don't masturbate without my permission now, see, for girls, I'm super dominant with them in the bedroom. Mm. Um, with men, less so. But I, like, I know one of my partners is pretty dominant. And right now he's playing with a little sub. And I'm watching them play together. And it's fucking hot as balls. She's like, sir, may I masturbate? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. you know, they, they there's a shared text. Sir, may I masturbate? And he's like, what are you going to think about? And I'm like, fuck balls, Batman. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm yeah, in. She is rubbing her. <laughs> She's rocking in the chair. (laughs) Oh my God. The things that happen in this studio are ridiculous. (laughs) So good though. But no, here's the thing. I think that for me, if I were to lose my long-term partner, maybe I come from a different perspective because I've dated around. Mm -hmm. um, I would just keep dating. But if I hadn't, if I hadn't had other partners, I would be in this space of um, not sure that they could please me. Like, right. It's like you said, you know, your partners know your buttons. They know how to push them. They know where to push them. They know, you know, I know that when one of my partners goes down on me, I'm guaranteed an orgasm, right? I'm guaranteed it's going to happen. God bless those people. God bless those people. But with other people, I don't know that I always feel as comfortable for as long as it takes me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, you know, I, I could do this myself faster in shorter time frame if you'll just get off of me. Yes. Just yeah. let me do it myself. Let me do it myself. You know, maybe that's why when I, whenever I'm, I am single, I have a tendency. It's not a tendency. I'm very much, let's have sex. I'm in it for one reason. Get the fuck out of my bed. Get out of my house. Leave. Yeah. I don't want to cuddle. I don't want any of those attachments because that's not what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just part of a coping mechanism as well. 
Well, it keeps us from getting too attached, doesn't right. it? Right. Right. So I'm, I, on some level, I'm like a guy that way. Like recently, one of my partners spent the night. It was the first time he'd spent the night with me. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful night. Like, don't get me wrong. We did not have sex. We didn't have sex till the morning. And then I wanted him out of my house. Mm. Okay, because I was done. Peace out. Girl was scared. he like, thank God, this is perfect. I think his feelings might have little, been a little hurt. I didn't want him to stay longer. Because he was kind of funny acting the next day or so. Because I think his feelings got a little hurt. Because he spent the night. And so I let you into my space. I let you into my bed. I let you spend the night. And I had sex with you in the morning. Get out. Yeah. It's not about you now. It's Sean Lee time. If, okay, that's what I think many people don't understand about, particularly if they've been living with somebody. Mm-hmm. When when you go to a to a new relationship, camping out is a bad idea, right? D- like, don't camp out at my house. Don't stay exceedingly, exceedingly long. Get out. Mm-hmm. But you have to set those boundaries too. Absolutely, yeah. and communication, right? Like that is everything. Hundred percent. You know, I said to, um, I was talking to someone recently and we were talking about this boundary discussion. And so here's my advice to people. If you are going, if you are going through a divorce, if you're breakup, whatever it is, and you're getting into a relationship with someone else or going to have sex with someone else, you know, you, and you have to be able to say, this is me. And my advice is to say it before it happens. So for example, this partner that I'm referring to before he ever spent the night, I said these words to him. Here's the deal. If I get overstimulated, I'm going to tell you to stop touching me and it's not about you. And I need you to understand that before it happens. Because if I tell it to you in the moment, you're going to take it personal and it's not about you. You said this to one of my partners. You do have rules, girl. But you know what I like about that is like, I I don't know many people that are vocalizing these needs, wants or desires. That's thank you for that. I think everybody's got as many rules as I do. They just don't say it. 100%. Thank you. And I wouldn't see that as a rule. You're just communicating. Well, because here's the thing. I know me. If I get overstimulated, I don't want you to touch me. Right. And it's just for a little period of time. But I need, I need that to not, I need you to not get your feelings hurt. I need you not to get upset. I need you not to touch me. I just, like I had a girlfriend I would tell that to and she would fucking like poke me with her finger. I wanted to take her head off. Yeah. Right. So my point is, is that if you can establish what do you need? I need to have sex with you and you not spend the night. Mm-hmm. I need for you to spend the night. I need for you to stick around for breakfast in the morning. I need for you not to stick around for breakfast in the morning. Whatever it is you need, when you come out of a long-term relationship, I think you have to say that. Oh, especially because you're so used to whatever you've had. And yes. every relationship and every person, every situation is going to be different. So whatever space you were in with your ex person mm-hmm. is going to be different than the space you hold for anyone else. So we, we come out of these relationships with these personalities baggage baggage but expectations that it's going to be the same how about part of the excitement of being out of that relationship is you have new expectations or none for a while i think that's i think that's brilliant you know it's interesting because as i've mentioned i'm I'm super dominant with women but not with men and i have two men in my life who um who want to be very submissive to me Sometimes I don't know what the fuck to do with them. Right. Right. They, they email me and they're like, I, I want to just serve you on it. And I'm like, what do I do with them? It's like, send, give them my email. <laughs> <laughs> it's on some level, sometimes it's a mystery because I'm like, I, I, if it was a girl, I got that. But with a guy, it's a harder space, but I'm willing to grow into that space. Right. Because I, I do have this very dominant long term partner. So being dominant with a man is new for me, but I'm willing to grow into it. And, may, and maybe that's the answer to the question is, is, are you willing to grow into those spaces? Sure. Now, when you leave a relationship or you're open to a new relationship coming into your life, 
what what's the avenue you take? Do you do dating apps? Do you I'm put on out- every dating app out there. <laughs> <laughs> the number of people that have found me on Facebook after I didn't swipe right on them. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's hilarious. And dating apps are so foreign to me. I'm not on any dating apps. I'm not on any dating apps. I, I met the sniffer on a dating app. Oh my God. They're so fun. I'm on them all. I'm on hinge. I'm on bumble. I'm on Tinder. I'm on OkCupid. I'm on them all uh, because I think they're fun. Okay. Tell I me don't, more. I don't meet them. I think if I think I could probably count on one hand. I mean, really, if I gave it some thought, and probably three fingers, the number of people that I've met on a dating app. But I'm on them all. Okay. I find them fascinating. I think it's interesting what people will say. I think it's interesting the pictures they take. Um, but most of the time, it, you know, here's the thing. If you're on a dating app, and that's a really, I'm so glad you brought this up. You got to bring your A game. Yeah. It's got to be more than hi. You're beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. And now what? Now what? Um, you know how you tell me I'm easy sometimes? Yes. The sniffer, um, he he got me because he he put mozzarella sticks in his profile. The word mozzarella sticks. And I was like, I love mozzarella sticks. <laughs> this is how this is how the sniffer and I this is how we started dating. Just give me a stick of cheese and I'm Gentlemen, happy. That's the key to Lindsay's heart. <laughs> By all means, get in our two wild orchids Facebook group and write mozzarella sticks. For me, you can write jewelry. <laughs> I feel like there's a theme here. Mangoes, mozzarella sticks. Jewelry, gentlemen. Jewelry. Jewelry. Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay is food. Okay, I tell you, the, the guy who spent the night with me recently, he said to me, and to be clear, he's always been hot to me. I love having sex with him. I love spending time with him. But then he says these really magic words. Ready? Some people have a personal banker. I have a personal jeweler. I went, hi, my name's Sean Lee. My legs just slowly started spreading open spontaneously. <laughs> yeah okay yeah exactly well done maybe we'll have dinner with him tonight oh okay wouldn't that be fun can we have mozzarella sticks if you're good okay yes (laughs) ma'am so as we get out of here today miss Lindsay, i'm gonna say stay sexy and i'm gonna stay stay submissive that was for you Lindsay. yes ma'am yes Yes, ma'am yes (laughs) ma'am oh where's my vlogger 